Hi there, I'm Fred Armisen, and you're listening to Full Service Radio. When I hear live drums now, I'm like, how did my parents put up with this? It is so loud and obnoxious. Symbols are so obnoxious. I think my parents deserve an award. I, I'm going to present them with an award for like putting up with that. Welcome to a special episode here on Full Service Radio. I'm Jack Inslee, the founder and your host today. And I'm joined by a very, very special guest who is in town for a tour, Fred Armisen. Thank you for being here, sir. Hi, my pleasure. I'm very happy to be here. I love this city. I've been here a million times. Have you? Uh, yeah, because I grew up in New York, so this, was, this is just a destination for New Yorkers. What did you do when you came here as a New Yorker? Because most people are like, oh, I came on a school trip and saw the monuments. And- well, the, when I was in a band, the lead singer, Damon Locks, is from Silver Spring. So we ended up here a lot. We'd play a bunch of shows. And, you know, he was friends with all the, everyone in the Discord scene. Not only were we friends with all those people, but we mimicked that whole scene. We were wanted very badly to be a part of it and I'm still in touch with a lot of those people today. So you know actual DC then? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like some could argue that it's probably the most innovative of all the punk scenes in America. And um but I mean, you could say the same for LA, Minneapolis, but there's something about what came out of DC that I I wanted so badly to be to become it was just the best or is the best. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I, I, it, it, it's also aged really well. If you listen to it now. So you're on tour now doing essentially marrying the worlds of being a, a touring musician and a touring comedian, or does it feel like that? Do they feel, does it feel like kind of yeah. uh, somehow by some miracle I get to do both. Mostly comedian. Like, there's no part of um, the show where I get serious about music, where I'm like, here's this beautiful song I wrote, and, you know, and there's none of that. Are you tempted to? No. Um, It's a different hat that you wear. Yeah, because I'm very happy to be a comedian. I like uh, doing comedy, and the fact that music's part of it is just like some comedians have props, some do magic, you know, my, the crutch that I get to use is music. Right. Is there a small part of you that's like, is there a little piece of you that's like, maybe one day I'll record an album? I think that part of my brain didn't exist to begin with. I think I was in a band for very egotistical reasons. I just wanted to make it. I just wanted to show off how fast I could drum. Uh, You know, never did I think, uh, let's go to the studio and write. I have an idea. I I have an idea. I feel this, this melody came to me. That never happened. Which is a sign. That's one of the reasons, I think, that we didn't make it as a band. Because I didn't have that thing that some people have. That pure music. But when it came to comedy, when it came to, like, I want to make fun of 70s music. I want to make fun of um, Yacht Rock. Ten songs came out of me in a moment. Just uh, That was easy to do. Yeah. So if it's parody, happy to do it. But you're busy in a way that, I guess, a starving touring musician would be. Because not only are you on the road with all this, I mean, you're, like... You're still doing the Seth Meyers thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll be doing it next week. How do you manage all of these projects? I just a- attack them all sort of day to day, like an like an enemy. 
I find um, places of peace really stressful for me. I hate beaches. I hate nature. I hate. I hate being. I hate like the sort of like. I just mostly hate nature. I just don't like being out and like. Oh, this is relaxing. The beach. I just hate it. It's just because there's nothing you can do. You just look at the ocean, and that's it. There are a lot of really good music fans in yeah. DC. Um, I, do you know Brendan Canty? Of course, the oh yeah, I've known him for a long time. Yeah, he um, he said something about music fans. I wonder if this resonates with you. He said anybody over the age of fifteen, their opinion doesn't matter at all because oh, wow. that's when like fandom kind of stops. Yeah. Like those kids really give a shit. It's like life or death for them. Yeah, I think I think it goes up to seventeen and eighteen. I think seventeen. But the way I just keep it alive is I hang on to that part of me. Although there's one thing I gave up on, and that's hating bands. Really? Because there was a time where I was like, when I was in my 20s and in my teens, like, they suck! That band sucks! And every decade, I'm like, you know, then it turns into when you start um, making fun of pop bands. So you're, then there's, you go through this phase where like, in sync and all the, like, like, that's just fabricated. And then I get to a point where I'm like, wait a minute. These are just people trying to make their way. They're just people trying to make music. Who cares? Who, does everyone have to be the coolest band in the world? They make people happy. They're playing a stadium. Good for them. Right. I'm sure it's not easy. I'm sure they worked on it. Good for them that they're making people happy playing music. So when you were a kid, what were those bands, musicians, artists, I don't know, comedians, like who did you really you know, love. Who did I love? Love, love. Um, my parents brought me Beatles records and I still love the Beatles, but it was like Beatles and Wings and then as these other bands started coming out, like early punk bands, I really worshipped them in a very serious way. The Clash meant everything to me. David Byrne meant everything to me. Devo, Kraftwerk. Then, all of a sudden, 1982 or 1983, uh, Prince arrived on MTV and it really turned my brain upside down of like what I thought was cool because I was like Clash all the way if you want to be cool you better be wearing camouflage and then Prince was all because this is a 1999 album he's in like not just purple but there was like pink and like red fluorescent lights in his videos and as a kid or whatever whatever age I was it really flipped my brain of like I don't know anything anymore I was like I don't know anything that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Do you think that's the last time that happened to you? No, it happens all the time. Still? Absolutely, yeah. When the first time I heard Joanna Newsom, I, thought, I was like, oh my God, I thought I knew it all. Here's Joanna Newsom. I didn't think that this music could even exist. Why didn't, I, there wasn't room, I didn't think it was room in my brain for that. Isn't that good when that happens later? Oh, too? I love it. Yeah. And now it happens later, going back in time for bands that I missed. Oh yeah? <clears throat> you know, bands that, when I was in a band that I was so jealous of that I, I refused to listen to. So now I go back and I listen to Pavement and all these bands that I'm like, uh, I'm sort of rediscovering them. What are your thoughts on DC Go-Go? I love it and I'm really confused as to why I don't hear it more. I want, I want more tribute paid to it. It's almost like a ghost music scene. So for some, I mean, you could hear plenty about what was going on in... Seattle and Texas and LA. You just know, we all know it all. We know 
Canada, for some reason, go-go is like a little bit of an uh, inside word. Like, do you know go? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I, you mean the drums, right? Yes, yes, yes. But it's such a different beat, and it's so catchy. That feel is so catchy. It's so accessible, so easy. It's great. I think yeah. it's great. Well, thank you. Thanks for Thanks. doing this. I, I mean, you, I, I hear from uh, Jeff that you like you like doing these local radio things, which is, I think, awesome. Do you oh, think it's yeah. important to kind of do that? Well, when I was a kid, I heard John Waters, the director, on the radio. And on the radio. It wasn't even on TV. And I was listening to, I think it was a rock station. He was on early in the morning doing an interview. And it changed my life. Because he was talking about, you know, being a weirdo and just... I didn't even know who this person was. And I was like, that guy is, sounds amazing. So I imagine it was probably easy for him not to do the morning, whatever, Long Island, you know, radio station. Why would he bother doing it? But it, it was that very, very, very much changed my life. Because then I bought his book, then I found out more about him, and it gave my whole, not to exaggerate, gave my life meaning. Because I was like, you could be a, a weirdo. You can be like, you could be odd and have weird taste and actually make your way being that. 